Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hour two inside the locker room. Wolf and Starks. We got ninjas. No squirrels yet. We've been on our P's and Q's today, Wolf. So (laughs) we have not had an issue with that. Um, but you know, we, we had a fantastic topic, uh, to end out, uh, our one. And I want to kind of continue that cause there are some names. Uh, we talked about some second year guys right. as far as arrow up, arrow down, as far as the expectations and kind of what that entails for your second year, especially when you've contributed. Um, but also when you haven't contributed, you know, how, how are you viewed, um, you know, to the rest of the quote unquote NFL viewing public? Um, but I do, I want to throw one out there and this is not necessarily second year, but a first year guy that, that has me, that has, I, I, I'm still left with questions, but it's intriguing when you look at the body of work so far. And I, I want to hit you up with this one, Wolf, and see what you think. David Perales, undrafted rookie out of Fresno state. Um, he's a guy that. Actually, if you look at it, he's logged the most snaps this preseason of any player. Yeah. Yeah, he has. He's Second a young guy. Defense. Yeah, we've yeah. watched him. We watched him all. He came out with a lot of, uh, you know, there, there was some noise about his pass rushing ability. And he's actually, you know, done a decent job that I've seen thus far. Now, obviously, it's hard to make waves when you got Nick Herbig in in that that room you know what i mean it's uh, you you got you got two of the, the the best um quarterback assaulters in the in 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 the NFL right now with TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith but now you you go along and you bring yourself Marcus Golden the junkyard dog this guy is a quality NFL outside pass rushing set the edge linebacker now you add in a Nick Herbig a draft pick and, all, and Nick just keeps going, wow. And now you got David Perales, too. It's interesting. Don't know where this all, you know, fleshes out and how it, 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 it you know, what will what, happen here. But certainly, this is a line outside linebacker room, and they just signed a young guy today. Uh, what's his name? Uh, let's see. Kwoni Deng. Deng. He's a 6'6". Yeah, six, yeah. yeah, six yeah. six, two hundred 200-some-pound outside linebacker who uh, also has done decently well rushing the passer. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, they've really got some people to get after the quarterback. No, they do. And then I think we also signed a defensive back as well, or a wide receiver. We signed a wide receiver as well. I don't have his name yet, but I know that two guys were waived um, and we brought into it. That also goes back into our conversation with Omar about just how fast this personnel staff is quick to reload and right. restock. 
um, when an injury does happen. I know we never want to talk about those type of things, Wolf, but it is remarkable what um, the scouting staff is able to do and the fact they keep this ready list available to provide uh, the team with options. That's so, that's more of the stuff we could have asked, you know, Omar, but know. you just don't have that much time. But, yeah, I, I mean, it, it you think about so that. quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. The fact of the matter yeah. is, you you know, w- with Omar, he's got to stay on top of that and have that list. You know, when when the coaches yeah. say, we want him, we got to bring in a guy, bring in some guys now. You know, it's like, whoa. I mean, that that's uh, that's a quick that's a quick job, you know, to turn that thing around and find out, you know, who you got available. And for a guy like Cody White, that's that's got to be really tough, but you get waved injured, you yeah. know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I didn't um, – I wasn't yeah, even quite tough. aware. I'm not sure that, that he got the injury designation as well or not. I didn't – I couldn't tell. Yeah, wa- wa- waved injured, yeah. Okay, all right. So, yeah, he, but he, he was – he'd been having a really good training camp, and, you know, it's unfortunate, and this is – it's what pro football is because now it's not they're not going to wait on a guy healing up basically you know when when yeah. they're a youngster like that they need bodies yeah you need bodies and like i said a game is is is, is quickly and rapidly approaching about what 60 hours of less than 60 hours away <laughs> um, yeah yeah so yeah you've got you got to have availability is the best ability right yeah that's uh, true yeah it matters but you know Perales you know, here's the thing that I think a lot of people don't know about David Prowse. You're like, oh, who's this guy? Uh, number 40. That's it. But he was second. He was he was third in, F, in all of FBS in sacks last year with 11 and a half. Yeah. Um, you know, he was up there. You know, when you're talking about like a Nick Herbig type, he was actually right up there with Nick Herbig in, in the sack category. And you don't think about that because he comes from a small school like Fresno State. But <clears throat> the kid has pass rushing capabilities. And... You know, he's he's logged, I want to say, he's actually logged more snaps than Broderick Jones, our first-round draft pick, um, so far. Wow. And as far and if you take out special teams, you know, he's he's right behind James Pierre as far as total snaps on the defensive side of the ball. Right, and right. I got to credit Chris Adomski for doing the uh, for Ready? doing the heavy lifting on those Way stats. Way to go, Chris. <laughs> I was trying yes, to carry exactly. the one. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So – so, um, but, but I think it is a very intriguing story as you think about that, that you're getting this extended look and, you know, that, that bodes well for not only the audition for 31 other teams, but, you know, if you continually just show up on film and you keep getting opportunities, that means there's something that they like about you. Because if you're doing a terrible job, they'll get you out of there real quick. Um, exactly. So, so, yeah, so he's another one that's intriguing. Uh, another guy I want to throw out at you, Wolf. Well, first of all, we got to do due diligence for Kenny Pickett because the kid, the kid just what? looks great. You know what I, I mean? mean? But we always get Kenny. Kenny, Kenny has been fantastic. That's why I was, I was trying. Well, to let's go just put it guys. out there, okay? Okay, well, fine. We'll put it out there. Then. Thank you. And then we're gonna go with George Pickens after that. How okay, about that? sounds good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two obvious but, uh, ones, Captain Obvious. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, listen, listen, the low hanging fruits is the best tasting, right? You, you know, betcha. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I think when you look at Kenny, it, it, it's, it's so not necessarily relieving, but it's exciting. Yes. Right. Cause I mean, you kind of hold your breath a little bit, especially when it comes sure. to quarterback progression, because you know, you're very rarely afforded an opportunity to get a good quarterback, let alone one that has a rising star like Kenny, after you've had such an amazing quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger 
and the time that he had here for 18 years, he has been, you know, the, the placeholder at that quarterback position. And he's a guy that you, A, you don't think, you don't think twice about having a conversation about, oh, are we drafting a quarterback? Like everybody else in the league always seems to have, except for a handful of teams. But then when you do bring in someone new, that he has such an instant impact because you think it's going to be a, a slower process to get them up to speed. And he came out the gates firing a, a, after week four. Whoa. That's Wes. Wes I mean, is just firing I mean, they, things at us. I, I mean, I mean, they, <laughs> listen, even Wes is excited about Kenny Pickett. Look at that. He couldn't help but play a guitar riff on it. Well, <laughs> he, he was just shooting a squirrel. That's all he was doing. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, now, but you know. think about this, what we've seen with Kenny now. We've seen uh, the expansion of the the offense because we're seeing more downtown throws. We're seeing more over-the-middle throws, right? I mean, you got Pickens, then you got Fryermuth, both down-the-middle throws. We saw a great job of a small window. He fires it into Pickens on that inside slant route. Then you got Fryermuth. He throws him away from Matt Milano, who's in underneath coverage, in between the two safeties going down the seam. I mean, that's that's pretty spectacular in my book to be a second-year guy who starts to be able to lead you into the open or throwing a guy open, as, as you like to say. I, I think we're seeing some a real emergence of the accuracy and the strengthening of Kenny's arm. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it is it, – you could tell he was in the lab in the offseason, right? Yeah, um, right. You know, because he, he actually had an offseason. You know, you think about this first-round quarterback and how you end the season, uh, you know, playing football for your college. Correct. Then you go right into training for the combine. Then you go to said combine. Then now we got to do these private workouts. And then after the private workouts, now it's time for the draft. And then after the draft, it's time to go straight into the building of your new home. Yeah. And then from there, you've got OTAs, you've got mini camps, and then you get this little bit of a break. But if you're a rookie, it's not really a break because you're still trying to digest the entire office to get ready for training camp. Correct. Then you go straight into training camp, you go into a battle in training camp, and then now it's the regular season. And now it's like, okay, well, when is my opportunity going to come? You never know. So you're on pins and needles. And then boom. Week four, halftime. It's your it's go time. Yes. <laughs> and then it's been pedaled to the metal all the way through the end of the season. You don't get to breathe. Yeah. And for Kenny, once he got to the end of the season, I mean, that was something that you have to just sit there and just take a breath and take a tick. And of course he went and got married. Congratulations. Right, right. Um, but he also got he was also invited into meetings with the offensive coordinator and the head coach and figuring out how are we going to craft this team moving forward so now you're you're inside on the planning aspect of things what do you do good what do you not do good let's watch every single snap of uh, of last year right and let's break this down so it's been a long maturation process in a very short amount of time but when you have a quarterback like Kenny that did not leave college after one year of successful play and right at the minimum requirement to get into the NFL draft no he stayed he took the extra year and that helped develop him. And plus, he learned under a pro-style system, you know, with, uh, with with Mark Whipple as as his offensive coordinator, who was our old quarterback coach, who, guess what, had a rookie Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. So you can imagine there were stories told, and there was learning moments for Kenny Pickett as he got ready for this journey that he could literally pick the brain of the guy who, 
you know, coach the guy that he's replacing. <laughs> you know, yeah. If you think about that, right? So, so for Kenny, he's gotten a lot of education and you can see it paying off. Like you see where studying pays off for him and it's been, it's been tremendous to watch. And like you said, even though we've had a small sample size, as Mike Tomlin likes to say, of what this offense can do under Kenny, it's been fantastic because it has not been stymied um, in the three drives that we've seen from this offense in the preseason. It has resulted in not only points, but seven points. Um, and that's because I'm counting Chris Boswell's leg as an automatic. Right. Um, but there's been touchdowns on every drive that they've been on the field. So, you know, if history says anything, you know, we will see the starters for an elongated amount of time in this third preseason game because that's what we did a year ago. Uh, remember, the starters played almost a whole first half, Wolf, in the third preseason right. game. Right, right. So, so let's see how they do in a longer type of situation. But also, how about, man, we get to see the two-minute drill. I know that's something mm-hmm. we talked about. We didn't get to see it last week or last game, but we will get to see it this game. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed, right? Well, one of the fun things about being able to reflect, too, and I'm just kind of like perusing this, but remember when uh, the, the, the naysayers were all going, his hands are too small, meaning Kenny? Oh, gosh, you know, yeah. Or yeah. or the fact that he was too old, being 25, well, I don't know. It is, he's, he's old he's, with small hands. Just think about that combination. Yeah, I know. Just, and then you look back at it cool. and you go, all right, that tells you everything you need to know about the experts sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, experts are just guessing. It's called a prediction. Yeah. Predictions are either right or wrong. There's a 50-50 shot on those. So they love taking it, right? Because you got good odds. But at the end of the day, I'm so happy when they lose at times. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Because let their merit and their skill set dictate how their success is. Absolutely. There's no you know, question don't, about don't, it. Don't, don't, don't bury a guy until you see Yeah. Until you see him do it. Like you don't like there's no need to break guys down. But hey, listen, I appreciate the fandom because those are probably guys from 31 other teams that don't believe. Um, but all it takes is one to believe in you. And the Steelers believed in Kenny because they got a great look at Kenny. <laughs> you know, when the building is split. <laughs> I was going to say, how can you not? I mean, the fact is he is probably the best scouted guy in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You watched yes. him every day, basically, for four or five years there. Yeah, Zooks, man. I mean, yeah. you know, there's, there's nothing secret about him. I mean, because coaches talk. You know, and the coaches intermingle all the time. You know, you, you see, you know, the, the pit coaches and the Steeler coaches, they, you know, they're only a phone away. They're only a, a lunch break away. You know what I mean? So, yeah. to me, uh, Kenny, I, I really believe in, in the power of the fact that they, they scouted him like no one else because of the fact that, of the nearness, being able to watch him and be able to hear all the commentary under one roof which you can't get in other places. I mean, it just – and so Kenny has just done nothing in my mind but just shine. He's taking the reins. I remember I remember feeling like almost a chill last year when it was a preseason game and the crowd was chanting, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. You know, they wanted him in the game in the preseason. And it, it, it was – it reminded me of, uh, you know, Eddie Wilson in the Cruisers, you know, from that, uh, yeah. you know, that movie, you know. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, you know, that's just the way it was. It was just, it was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I mean, it is. And and like you said, Wolf, I mean, when we're talking about Kenny Pickett, like everybody's always expecting the drop off, right? Because you look at great quarterbacks, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, 
and the guy following the Hall of Fame quarterbacks never is good. Take, take right. just take New England for instance, right? You you get rid of Tom Brady, um, he moves on, and then you bring in Mac Jones, and you see the struggles that Mac Jones is having. Sure, um, as a starting quarterback, uh, Drew Brees, right? When he when when he retired, you see it's like it's still a consortium of guys. Now maybe they finally found it in Derek Carr. I don't know, but that was a transition when yes. Peyton Manning left the Colts. You know, we we also remember that was a struggling transition. And then when he left the Broncos, that was a struggling transition for that franchise. So it never goes really smoothly that you can pass the torch and then still have that same excitement and still create success as well. So it is an aberration when you have a guy like Kenny Pickett and you have to celebrate and continue to foster that. And he and he's answering the bell. So far, he's answered the bell at every step of the way. And the first test was getting through this preseason. And right now, three drives, three touchdowns. Um, on the drives of the first team units out there operating under Kenny Pickett. Absolutely. You know, I, yeah. I just, again, I go back to looking at his accuracy, looking at his command in the pocket, which I always thought was very good anyhow. Um, you know, just watching him overall as you watch him go through practice. I mean, he gets in, he'll get in rhythm and that ball hardly hits the ground, you know, when he gets going. Yeah. And the thing I like about it is, Matt Canada, one of the things he's continued to do is allow him to move the pocket. I think it's so important to have a quarterback who is mobile. Let him be mobile. Let him be able to dictate. There we go. What the hell you mean move? I'm better when I move. I'm better when I move. That's it. Kenny's better when he moves. You know what I mean? That's what it is. Uh, You know, but – the fact of the matter is, I, I love the fact that if you have those, that ability to stay mobile, let him be mobile, let him be fluid, and let him play with instinct. And I think that's what's happening right now. So, yeah, exactly. No, and, and I love where it's at. And, you know, it, it, it's something where it can only get better. So we, we're still seeing his star rise. So that's another guy on the ascent. And with that, Wolf, we're going to step aside. Take a break, and uh, when we come back, you've got the rain, so let's keep let's keep this train rolling. You're here inside the locker room. Wolf, Starks, Ninjas, Squirrels, all of it, here on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, Max, I'm, I'm kind of perusing some stuff, and we'll get in back into the second-year guys here in a moment. But I'm looking around, and there's a Mike Munchak sighting as a Rams consultant. He's hanging out in L.A. What gives with oh. that? He's all of a sudden got big time. You know, left his Penn State, Pittsburgh roots. He goes out to Denver. Next thing I know, he's hobnobbing in L.A. Well, listen, I mean, you know, the stars are bright, you know, <laughs> and, and Hollywood. And let's face it, if, you, if you're getting paid a large sum of money to come somewhere, uh, you have to look at it. You have to kick the tires on it. And, <laughs> I mean, here's the one thing I've always said, because people always, you know, People come up and ask me, hey, Max, man, man, are you ever going to get into coaching and doing that? I said, no. I said, no. I, I said, you know, for me personally, like 
the schedule, the grind, the ritual of it, and yeah. you kind of have to bounce around. Um, yeah. As a coach, I like being a little bit more firmly planted in locations. Um, I said, but I will, I will do the other C word, which is consulting. Because <laughs> you choose your hours and the pay is usually a little bit better. So I don't mind consulting, but you know, coaching is just not my cup of tea. And I see that Mike Munchak also enjoys the consulting world. You know, it just expands the C's that you're capable of. <laughs> you know what's funny is my old line coach, Blackie. Ron Blackledge. Uh, Ron used to always say, uh, this is a guy that he moved 11 times in 10 years. <laughs> you know, it was just, yeah. that's the way it was, you know. He, and he said, the key to, to survival in that is to only unpack a third of your, your luggage. <laughs> you know, all the stuff. You, know, you leave everything in, in the boxes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I make, hey, properly label said boxes. Yes, too. absolutely. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah, you got to have those. <laughs> no no doubt. Now, here's another little tidbit of information as I was perusing things. How about Patrick Ricard was being used as an offensive lineman in the Ravens camp? All right? I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he's worked at tight end and fullback. But when he, he got moved from offensive line, he was there for a, a couple of days, and he asked out of it. It was too tough for the Ricard. Huh? We got Ke- yeah. hey, we got Kendrick Green. Okay, he's had Kendrick's had a little up and down. Okay, it's been up and down. Yeah, but he hasn't uh-huh. begged out of playing offensive line. Uh, what's up with Ricard there? He, he's just not as tough. He's just not <laughs> as tough as we thought he would be. And yeah, he went to his pass catching nature. Which, yes, you know some guys. Tell me, listen. Well, not everybody's ready for that action every <laughs> single play. You know, it, it takes a special human being to say. I want to willingly run into this wall over and over and over again. Right. Um, you know, but offensive linemen have to have a touch of beast mode. You know, you have to have a little touch of Marshawn Lynch, right? Yes, you do. Just hit, yeah, be able to hit somebody in the mouth over and over and over and over and over and over again. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. All and right. We, just, we, we found out Ravens aren't as strong as Steelers. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. We've talked about uh, – Jalen Warren, we've talked about Calvin Austin. Uh, we've talked about Kenny Pickett. Another guy that is making a nice second-year jump. Let's go defensive. How about Wreck-It Ralph the Marvin Leal? I see a lot of good stuff coming out of this kid. No, DeMarvin has, uh, has really stepped up again. Also, another guy that I don't necessarily – I put him in the quasi-Calvin Austin okay. um, category. Quasi-Marvin. Yeah, yeah. Well, because his season got ended early last season because of an injury. So we didn't really get to see that full maturation of a full rookie year from him. And there was still some, like you said, some questions that were left open coming into training camp, whether he could do it or not, or whether, you know, how would he, how would he respond? Um, and he, he, he's answered the call. He's another guy that you look at and you say, man, he has even more on the table. I mean, that that Bucks preseason game, Wolf, right? With him, Benton, and Loudermilk in there, was crazy. And I think that's where you look at it and you're like, man, what can be? And he has just shown up, made play after play after play. When you look at just where he's at um, and his progression, and that's what you want to see, especially when you're looking at a guy to be a foundational rotation guy in this defensive line, something we haven't had for a while, right? We've been searching for that Stefan Tuitt-esque type of player to come in here and really be a dominant force opposite a Cam Hayward 
or in relief of, right? Because we have a Larry Ogunjobi um, that's on that starting unit. But when you have a second wave that you can create, and he's and he's making waves on the second wave. See what I did there? Oh, I like uh, it. Very, very sharp. Think, very sharp. Yeah, yeah, sharp you know, as a bowling have, ball, son. You know, it, it is but about as clean as me trying to jump over a hurdle in a race. Um, but, um, but I think that's what you know you hope for, and we've been seeing it. So I, I love his arrow where it's pointing because he's really showing us that there's more in the tank, and now he's shown us also that he has versatility. He can be a stand-up in, in the uh, in the sub package package rush game, mm-hmm. and he can also play the interior as a defensive tackle. So the more that he gets to show, and he's healthy, I think all of those things bode well. And when you're talking about a sophomore type of season, um, showing on an upward, it, his freshman year ended a little bit a little bit sooner than we expected. But I like where he's at, and I think he's one that's also going to surprise people because once again, when you have a loaded group on your front line and then you have a group that has exceptional skills on the second line that's when you're cooking when you can roll out a lot of different variations of guys and Marvin Leal's one that's a special one because like you said you can't just put him in one category he can be an interior rusher he can be an outside rusher and he's effective at both of those plus he's a force in the run game you can't leave him on the backside unaccounted for and front side he still might knife the double team and still make the play in the backfield You know, the thing that you've laid it out very, very nicely, and one of the things that stands out when I think of DeMarvin is his ability to flip the switch from run reads to pass rush. It's gotten better. And the other thing is his ability to catch cars rolling downhill, meaning getting his hands to the shoulders of the offensive lineman before the offensive lineman can do major damage to him. You know, his reactionary, if you watch him, his reactionary period that I thought sometimes last year there was a little bit of a gap, you know, and and, and it, it is it, when you start the box, you know, every now and then you get caught with a good punch, right? I mean, it, no matter what. Yeah. But, you know, the, as you get more and more experienced, you start to be able to react faster and quicker. Well, I think that's what's happening with DeMarvin Leal. In the same way, I think he's moving along there. Now, let's jump to another guy that I think – you know, you're, we're both excited about. It. I, did we? T- we didn't talk about George Pickens yet, did we? No, we have not. Okay. I was waiting for you to throw that. One okay, out there. I'm sorry, because you know what? It was after Pickett, I got lost. I was looking. I was looking at the Marvin. I was like, oh, I forgot Pickens, because I love Pickett the Pickens. All right, so George Pickens. One of the things that we're seeing this year. All right, it just in limited sample though. Is this guy is not a one trick pony? No, he no, he is not, and. I mean, the chemistry that him and Kenny have, and this is why you're always searching for that right combination in a draft where you can bring along two guys who can grow together. And we're seeing that, right? Yes. Because George Pickin, you know, was the big play guy last season where you just threw it up to him and, you know, it wasn't a lot of yards after the catch, but it was the big play moments that we remember about George. And and Kenny – and it's also – you know, in lockstep with Kenny's progression as well. Um, For him to get to know George and get to know these receivers as he takes this starting role, you know, in the midst of of a season, and you're wondering, oh, man, they had some great connections that we can think about, but what's it going to look like when they've had a year under their belt together? And for George and for Kenny, it it just comes down to, you, you said it earlier, Wolf, his accuracy. But I want to add on to that accuracy and say, it's the feel for the receiver and knowing his nuances yes, and being able to not only put the ball on him, 
but put the ball on him in a position where he can do more. Because it was last year, it was just about getting the ball to George, right? It was just, we got to get the ball to him. However, we can do it 50 50 jump balls, whatever. But now it's where can I get it to him to where he can be even more explosive well, than this he already is, is. This is the trick that I really was talking about a one trick pony. Now, we, we remember Mike Wallace, you know, he was a go route speed guy, okay? Uh, and I remember Mike saying, uh, Mike Tomlin saying, well, you know what? He's, he's not a one trick pony anymore. But when I say one-trick pony for George Pickens, I'm thinking more of he can make the average catch, too. <laughs> you know, not everything is spectacular. You know, the one trick is not just the spectacular catch, but he can also take that slant route like he did against Tampa Bay and turn that into a nice run, even though it's an easy catch. The thing about George Pickens is is you what I think is really and what you brought out is his ability to grow with Kenny. That's going to be fun to watch as we progress through this season. Now, it's going to be really exciting to watch. I mean, if Tampa's any preview of the season, man, we're going to see some great plays. And it's going to be technically executed plays, not just the wild sports center top 10 plays where you're making this amazing catch. But it's what's going to, what, what George can do after the catch. His escapability, his elusiveness, and putting his speed on display outside of having a tall catch radius and a, and a great vertical. Um, it's going to be fun to see it all put together, but also put together with a quarterback that understands him, that he has chemistry with. And what we've seen throughout all the training camp, you know, and if you've been to St. Vincent and sat and sat on the hill and watched practice, you know what we're talking about. Right. But if you have it, you might want to come out there next year to training camp. It is a tremendous environment where you really get to see more of the technical learning and you get to see the growth of guys in a progression style fashion right in front of your eyes. And and that's what we've gotten to see with George and Kenny is developing that because, you know, the, the sports IQ and the competitiveness is off the charts with these two. So it's going to be fun to watch them, another star with his, you know, with his with his arrow pointing upward. So it's another one. Like I said, low-hanging fruit the easiest fruit, Wolf, but it tastes right. so good, doesn't it? <laughs> it does indeed. And that's what George Pickens brings. I mean, you think about this because it's, I mean, you, you know Mike Tomlin, routine plays made routinely. That's really, that's been like a mantra all during training camp. And I go back to the Buff Bills on that drive when Jalen Warren took it to the house on the opening drive. But on second down of that drive, what really got to me was watching, all right, you got George Pickens split out to his left. All right, Dane Jackson, the cornerback for the Buff Bills, he's lined up in press over uh, over Pickens there. And I think we talked about this yesterday, but it bears repeating. Just before the snap, you see Dane Bale, and he's given a cushion of eight to nine yards to Pickens. Pickens runs a stop route, eating up all that cushion in front of him, but comes back to the ball and then makes an easy eight-yard catch. Routine plays made routinely. That was nicely done by Kenny and him. Kenny, it was like spot on, beautiful timing, as one, two minds together, Boom, we see the bailout, we see the, the stop route being manifested, we see the good hands, tuck that ball away, and you've got eight yards and a first down there. That means, to me, that was just another example of where they're going as the duo that, that, that they are, as you were talking about earlier. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's one that I look at and I'm just, you know, I, I'm really excited to see just how it's going to – because, I mean, you know this, Wolf – Every year is a different journey. Yes. And yeah. 
and it always surprises us along the way. You know, no matter how much, you know, we, we quote unquote, try to predict it, right? We, we talked about prediction pundits is 50, 50, right? You know, <laughs> and you love when people are proved wrong, but in this one, you want to see it proven right um, to where you can see that growth and you can see an explosiveness and a dynamic that we haven't seen since Ben Roethlisberger uh, with Antonio Brown. Um, you want to see how that can be. And, and, and there is a lot of hope and promise between these guys and just the offense in general about where they can be as an explosive play offense. Indeed, my friend. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, Max is going to hit the bell lap here. And you're in the locker room. Wolf starts ninjas. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, all right, all right. We are in the bell lap here inside the locker room. Wolf, Starks, and I have to say this, Wolf, um, you know, this has flown by. This is also the the byproduct of a short week is there's a short week of shows for us. Yes. (laughs) Um, You know, so we won't have shows over the next couple of days because we will be traveling tomorrow, obviously game on Thursday. So we will be rejoining inside the locker room next week in earnest. But, you know, this week will be the short week. We practice it just as well. So we practice what we talk about. Uh (laughs) Well, it's a turnaround. We got to do our prehab rehab. So I'll be icing down exactly. my, my vocal cords, I guess. You guys also did three-hour shows for a month for training camp, you know. <laughs> so I think that, it's like you guys true. had the, the weight on the baseball bat that whole time. Now you're taking the weight <laughs> off the bat. It's getting a little bit easier to swing. Hey, Max. That's right. How about we use ice cream as like, uh, you know, a little cryotherapy oh. for the, 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 the throat. You know what I mean? The throat. A- absolutely. There's nothing wrong with it. And chocolate syrup and caramel also helps coat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're talking about, you know, uh, tricking it yeah. out. I, 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 and I think I know a place in Atlanta. Just saying. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds yeah, good, no, my friend. No, but, it, it, you know, it, it's, it's fun, and we're glad to be back at our normal time for everybody out there. And, you know, as I look at this, Wolf, I think, you know, to bring this out, we, we, we got to talk about the business trip um, since, since that's where we'll, we'll be and not, and not broadcasting uh, our show. Um, expectations going into this week um, or this game because it's a very short week um, just what what are you, what are you looking for um, in this contest against the Falcons well again I go back to the original wash rinse and repeat can you go three in a row of quick starts and again it don't, you don't have to plan it in the in the end zone okay yeah I, I mean we, we uh, that's what you want I'd love to see it, but when you get the ball, first of all, and you start off and that first drive goes as well as it has been, making a habit of coming out and smoking that first drive is really big in my book because when you get the lead, let's just say you get a lead, okay? You're playing with a lead. Well, how wonderful is that? Offensive coordinators, yeah. defensive coordinators, they all love it. If you can play with a lead, it changes a lot of what you got to do. You know what I mean? So if you can come out fast and and get some points on the board or even come out fast and start p- 
pinning your opponent deep in the, their own uh, end of the field, such as what uh, Presley Harvin did. Think about Presley Harvin averaging 38 yards. You go, well, that's not real good. Well, they're starting at the 10, at the 5, at the 15. He kept them bottled up the entire game, gave them long fields the whole time. Presley Harvin did a great job of booting that ball and putting it down in their end and giving them long fields. And that's that that's part and parcel of the game. The strategy, when you're able to make long fields for your opponent and short fields for yourself, totally changes what you can do. No, it, it does. And I'm right there with you. I think anytime you can you can score and pin. That's what that that's what we want to see, right? I mean, that's the mark of a team and that's the consistency because like you said, we have no reason not to believe it because that's what the trend has shown us. Right? Once is an accident, twice is a habit. We're still in the habit creation phase of proving that this offense has that quick play capability. And with that first unit, yeah, I want to see a a staunch drive and I want to see them continue to do what they've been doing, which is drive the ball down the field and it result in points on the board. And like you said, defensively and special teams, how deep can you pin them? How stingy and greedy can you be with with the yardage that's given um, to the opponent? Uh, Because like you said, when you have the players that we have and you have the depth that we have, it's right to assume that because you've given us that. You know, you gave us a 27 to zip shutout for most of that game against Buffalo last week. You didn't shoot yourself in the foot with penalties. And then you can, and then that was a progression from the week before where you had a fast start offensively and a stingy defense as well. Then you also didn't shoot yourself in the foot with penalties as well. Yes. So, you know, you're creating the penalties uh, against you, but you're not drawing penalties. And so that I just want to see that continue to be a trend where you're the least penalized team of the two that's in the contest. Right. And then also how stingy you can be with not giving up ground defensively and then offensively, you know, as, as, as they say, you know, take from them everything, you know, give them nothing. Right. I mean, the uh, the Spartan 300 mantra, you know, I I think that's where you kind of have to be with this. And that's what I want to see. I mean, I'm excited to see it because we have the personnel. We just went through a lot of second year guys, not talking about just the first year drafted guys who are making an impact, but the second year, guys, this is how you build sustainability through the years. You're drafting and acquiring the right guys at the right time, and they're added onto your team, and they're sustaining through. And we see a lot of those second year guys really making the push, so we continue to see them on the come. You know, some of the guys that I want to see, and I'm just going to throw them at you and uh, see where you go with it, but I want to see uh, Spencer Anderson. I want to see him in multiple positions in one game and make it hard. You know what I mean? I, I just let's let's yeah. see it because this this kid, this kid's got it. This kid's got ability, man. And you watch him and see, you know, as you pointed out from day one when you started putting your eyeballs on him, you said, watch that kid. You watch this kid and you think, okay, for a young buck, he's really got some ability. And can he handle playing center, guard, and tackle in one game? I mean to me, that's what I, I, I if I'm if I'm Pat Meyer, that's one of the questions I got to answer. You know what I mean? Then secondly, yeah. I want to see Mark Robinson get a lot of reps. Mark Robinson, yes. he's had a really good training camp, preseason, everything else. We already saw what 
what uh, Cole Holcomb, what Quan Alexander, what what uh, Landon Roberts is are capable of. Boy, I want to see a lot of Mark Robinson because, again, with a run-oriented team like the Falcons, his trigger and key and and you know doing that stuff, I really would love to see it. And the last of all, I want to see more of Elijah Riley. Elijah Riley's in a good battle with a, with some guys. You got Keanu Neal, you got uh, Chandon Sullivan, Elijah Riley. Riley, hey. He to me somehow you got to keep that kid. No, you're absolutely right. I, I think you you, ha- you have to keep that kid, and and I to go back to the first point. So let's let so let's go through this. Spencer, yeah, Spencer, are you thinking second team center? Question mark. Well, all I'm saying is, or do you want to see second team right tackle? Because yeah. we've seen him at tackle. We've seen him at guard. We haven't seen as much at center. I think yeah. you're talking about making it tough for him. That would probably be the toughest one because that's there. Well, think about it. If you play all three positions, you know what I mean, in one game, you are just – and it's like with Omar Khan. Omar said, you know, we value that. We highly prize the ability to be uh, position flexible. And I think, okay, in one game to go from tackle, you know, maybe a quarter – or half a quarter, whatever, to guard, to center. It's just to see if he can handle the transition at, at each and every point. I would think so, but, again, that's something you want to see. Well, we shall see come Thursday down in Mercedes-Benz Stadium <laughs> in Atlanta, Georgia, against the Atlanta Falcons, Wolf. Okay. We shall see that. And we are off for the rest of this week, so a little bit elongated weekend for the locker room, but we will be back Monday inside the locker room, 10 to noon, Find your favorite station, ESPN Radio, iHeart Radio, we're SNR Radio. We're all over the place. Take care and have a great rest of your week. And let's go. And let's go win in Atlanta. Take care. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.